drink one, drink two, drink three Long Island iced teas. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul, better call Saul. You all right, so uh, coming up is our kind of off-the-rails <laughs> interview with uh, Better Call Saul, actor, Howard Hamlin himself, Patrick Fabian, and man, what what a fun interview. Not because it was the most structured but or even the most, like, informative but like it, it was just absolutely silly and ridiculous everything that happened and it was absolutely great yes it was fun it was fun for me i'd never yeah. done one before with you guys so i it was nice to be able to get a chance to come and sit in with you and, and do that yeah and that voice that you're hearing folks is alex hoffer alex hoffer is a musician from uh the chicago land area alex why don't you go ahead and uh plug your website and your band yeah my name is alex hoffer like uh like he said and uh, website's alexhoffer.com or alexhoffermusic.com. Either one works. It's H-O-F-F, like David Hasselhoff, just minus the hassle. And I, like you said, I, you know, I, a full-time musician around here. I met Dave H-O-F-F-E-R. several years ago. H-O-F-F-E-R. H-O-F-F-E-R. Need more input. Um, but yeah, I would expressed some interest to to sit in, in something like this with, with Dave for a while, and he invited me tonight and was kind enough to let me sit in, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, well, good. We're we're glad that you came on. What what um what what did you think about what did you think about Patrick? Very cool dude, right? Uh, very, very normal. Very just I mean, he's a very down to earth guy. You know what I mean? Like you could absolutely see yourself sitting somewhere having a beer with him, having the same conversation that right. we just had. And as we were kind of discussing earlier, I think it's you know you you mentioned it got off the rails a little bit, but I think for a lot of people, I mean, at least I know personally when I listen to uh, some people talking to somebody from a show or from like, a sports athlete or whatever it may be. Uh, I find it, it's always a little more interesting when you're able to get them to talk about just totally normal things right. that normally they <laughs> might not talk about on, on air with somebody like, you know, in a, in a podcast setting or radio setting or whatever it may be. Um, so I think it's funny. Like you said, you don't really learn a whole lot about the guy and what he does in, in the show on that particular show, but you do learn a, bit, a little bit about how cool of a person he yeah, is. Yeah, you learn about them as people and yeah. stuff like that. Like yeah. when Eric Griffin called in and we were in the middle of a conversation about what superheroes you would put on what position of your football team. And we just started the conversation like that. Like, yeah, hey, so I where mean, would you put the Hulk on your football team? You know, it's a good question too because really, uh, there are a lot of good places. Right. Like a good, I mean, it's right. not just one. He's well, kind of like the red. Green. I want to. I want. I want to get back to uh, to Patrick real quick. But before I do, for the record, once again, I want to state that Eric Griffin from Workaholics' opinion about the Watchmen movie is completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> which Which guy is Eric Griffin from Montez? He plays oh, uh, Montez okay. on Workaholics. All right. Yeah. So anyway, so Patrick, uh, yeah, totally fun. Started the conversation talking about his children, which I can totally relate to because I have two small children. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a dog, you know, so I can I, totally relate. Yeah, I've got a dog too. Yeah, and same kids, so I know basic exactly thing. You know, like exact, <laughs> there's no difference between raising children and raising a dog. You feed them, you put right, some water because, in a well, bowl, and I mean, you're good to go. Yeah. Right, they both they both shit everywhere, and when you really want to hear the TV, that's when they start making I, you know, noise. I, it's the same I think, exact thing. Like some of my friends that have kids, and my family have kids, like young kids too. Like I'm starting to like actually come to the realization that I think kids actually shit more than dogs do. Probably, now at this yeah, point, yeah. like like yeah. it's pretty. Uh, I, I'm blown away sometimes. Like man, that dog is stopped pooping, and this kid is still shitting himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, couple cool tidbits that uh, Patrick. Did let us know. I'm pretty excited to hear uh, the Kettleman's commentary track for yeah, the entire first season, season of Better Call. They have to be back. What a cool two. idea for a for a yeah. bonus feature in a in a DVD or you know 
Blu-ray collection to have the characters of the show doing the, you know, in character. That exactly. I mean, I mean that just that idea. I think was I've never seen. I've never heard of that yeah. before. I mean, maybe I mean they were in like before, two. But. I guess they were pretty big plot points. Are they? Four? Yeah, I, they, um, they were like. They were like three like, episodes. Yeah. I have to divulge yeah, that I yeah. don't know a whole lot about the show, so I don't know who they are. They're like, are they weird right. characters? Are they kind they're, of strange people? They were kind of odd, and they were just they were a very influential case in, um, in Jimmy's career as a lawyer, and uh, well, I tell you, I tell you what, Alex, Alex, why don't why don't yeah. you buy the Blu-ray of Better Call Saul yeah. season one with the Kettleman commentary on it? I'm support have to our do that. friends, support our friends at AMC and Better Call Saul. And we'll talk to you next week. And in the meantime, here's Patrick Fabian kind of on the phone with us. <laughs> well, that's awesome. We'll just use that that was a really good segue to wrap it up. Good job, yeah, Ryan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Patrick Fabian hey, kind man. of on okay. the phone with us. Oh, man. Dave, you there? I'm here. Patrick, you there? Man, how you doing? Hey, yeah! Patrick. All right. That's <laughs> oh, right. right. Sorry. Hey, hey, you guys have kids, right? Oh man, I got two of them. Yeah, Dave doesn't, but I no, got two. I am one. Yeah, remind me, remind me why we did this. We just had we just had two kids over to our two kids, and you put four of them together, and it's you know, it's, uh, it's an advertisement for a vasectomy. I'm like, oh, do we have to shout everything at everyone? Do we have to do this? Oh, yeah, do we have to pick up every fucking toy in the house? In the house? Okay, I guess so. I always I always tell my. I always tell my friends who are just now having kids, it's kind of funny because when they're birthed at the hospital, you know, the nurse gives you a rundown of what it's like an it's like when you buy a car, they give you a rundown of what you 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 are and are not supposed to do with the kid. And I I laughed, I laughed because you know they're like, well, make sure that you feed it at a somewhat consistent time. When you hold it, you want to hold it by its ass and the back of its neck, and whatever you do, don't shake the baby. And you're like, well, who who the hell would ever? Shake the baby. Think of shaking a baby. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah, first, there there are sure. times you just want to shake the damn baby. <laughs> I just, I just ran into the whole idea of, um, you know, we have a fireplace. You know, it's a, it's a gas fireplace, but the people before us used to burn some logs in, so we just kept uh, kept the ash there because this is stupid. This is an adult thing. This is an adult problem. I should have removed it a long time ago, <laughs> but we told them, hey, don't don't play in there. So we thought, well, that's that's solved, right? Yeah, right. Our, our two-year-old, our four-year-old, don't play in the fireplace. So their friends were over, and they got the great idea to clean it out. So they got their <laughs> feather dusters and their pom poms, and all of a sudden, I'm like, why is it gray? And we go in, and the entire front room is just this—it's a terrarium of fucking ass everywhere. And no. and I look at my wife, and my wife is about ready to yell, and I'm about ready to yell. And what are you gonna do? So we start laughing, we're like, everybody out, everything's covered with ash, and. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Anyway, so that's where I was at, and I'm now sort of cleaned up, and hello, and how are you guys? How's the Midwest? Uh, we're, we're doing great. It's a little cold here. How's California? Um, started off 43 degrees this morning. It was 79 by the time I pulled in the driveway at 5. Significantly warmer than it is here. <laughs> it's, it's all day long. All day long, it's warmer. There's no real, ash here. Though. Real quick. Real quick before we, we move on uh, from the topic, I, I got a, a little girl who turns one years old on Christmas Eve. And I don't know if your kids have gone through this, but my first kid never figured out that she could screech, like screech her voice. My new kid figured it out like a month ago. And that's like her main form of communication is just blood curdling screams. You know what? That's when you realize it's yours. 
Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Other people <laughs> look at you. You have that child. You're that person. You're that person on the airplane, at the mall, anywhere. <laughs> they look at you like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know better. Stay at home. Your little race child should not be out in public. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Patrick, it's kind of a it's kind of a fun episode. You know how we like to do things. We like to keep it uh, fun Absolutely. and loose. And and uh, Dave is actually in his music studio at Third City Sound in Juliet, Illinois. And we actually have uh, Alex Hoffer. Uh, he's a, he's a local musician. Has quite a following. He's he's on the line. He wanted to be on the podcast, so he'll be with us today as well. Alex, say hi to Patrick Fabian from Better Call Saul. How you doing, Patrick? Oh, hey, nice man. to hear you. Uh, I'm good, brother. Nice to hear you. Are you are you going to provide interstitial music or just sort of an underlying tone of mood to help move me uh, along? More so, just underlying confusion is I probably would end up being from my end, but we'll see how it goes. You know, I'm just here a, to a sort of keep it rock warm. Solo, if need be. Yeah, you know, I, I do I do a good mouth harp, so we'll see if I can break that in at some point. And I mean mouth harp like with my actual mouth, not an actual instrument. <laughs> you know, uh, Patrick. Speaking of musicians, also we had Kevin Wiseman on at at the end of August, and he says, "Oh, I love Kevin." Yeah, he says he owes you a cup of coffee. We <laughs> because he used to buy him coffee all the time. Uh, yes, we we did a play together, and yeah. um, and every time uh, I showed up, I always got coffee for him. Every time, and at one point, he was like, "You have to stop bringing me coffee because I'm going <laughs> to owe you too much." Because I hate <laughs> owing people. But I just I saw him at an Emmy party actually, and he was like. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't get a chance to start by stop by Starbucks on the way here. So uh, he does. He does owe me a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. So if if you, if you see him again, let him know that. Let him know that I brought it up and reminded him. <laughs> I will. He actually talked about you guys. He goes. He, he goes. You talked to those guys. And I'm like, yeah. He goes. They're really fun. I'm like, I know. Awesome. Oh, we gotta go visit them live. Dude, any anytime you come to Chicago, I like I said, I extended the offer last time. You come to Chicago, I'll take you out for pizza and beers. You Absolutely. warm it up, and I'll come out for the pizza. Sounds great. I can absolutely do that. You say so, warm it up. Uh, so we got four months. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll see you for that weekend in July. Right. It's uh, it's that time between we take down the winter decorations and then get ready to put them back up again. It's, right. it's like a short window, short window of time. Um, so Patrick, we're, we're super excited to talk to you again. And finally they gave us a date for season two of better call Saul. Yeah, February fifteenth. How ex- how exciting! We're we're absolutely pumped. We're stoked. You know, uh, it's been kind of a drought uh, as far as the show goes. They're very good at keeping keeping the secrets locked down, and we can't see wait to see what's in store for uh, for Howard. Well, you know, it's, it's that weird thing too because like you're saying that, and I'm like, oh no, there's all this. I'm like, right, because I was just doing it. I was just doing season two, so therefore <laughs> it's still very much in my brain. We just wrapped about three weeks ago. So, yeah, you're you were living it, my friend. <laughs> I was living it, as a matter of fact. And yeah, I tell you what, uh, I took a whole bunch of pictures this year, um, but it's that weird thing of like you know, like you can't post anything, uh, and because you know the one they'll they'll just kill you literally, and uh, <laughs> two you just, you don't want to give anything away. Right. But I, I can safely say this, you know, uh, I also feel that there was a drought because there was only ten episodes, um, and uh, you know, if there was any uh, dare I say complaint about the first season of Better Call Saul, there was definitely that sense of people were, weren't sure what it was going to be. And, mm-hmm. and I think they wa- they wanted certain things to unfold or certain storylines to have a little more meat on their bones and that sort of thing. And all I can say is that, you know, season one set the table really well for season two nice. and where things start to get going. And I think people's, uh, 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 their thirst is going to be satisfied is what I can definitely say on that. Ooh, I like well, it. That's- 
<laughs> Do, uh, does it pick up right at the end of season one, or is there like a time jump there between the seasons? He can't tell you that, Brian. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I really can't. Can can't you divulge tell you how many episodes there are? Then, then I withdraw my question. <laughs> yeah, you withdraw. <laughs> it's going to be one of those interviews. I'm sorry. I'm no, that's okay. On that. uh, no, you know what? Um, it, 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 we, we keep moving along. I mean, you're going to find out more what happens to everybody in the show. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, these guys always reserve the right to time shift in order to go ahead and give you a little more backstory or, or right. what's going on. So, you know, and just today, as a matter of fact, uh, the whole writing staff received three uh, Writers Guild nominations. Oh, wow. Which is a huge thing for, for best drama, for best new show, and then for a particular episode as well, which is, uh, you know, as, as we were talking about it uh, with some friends the other day, I mean, there's like 100,000 shows on, on television, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm partial to this without a doubt. But I also understand there's a lot of other, you know, worthy contenders out there. There's a lot of great TV. Mm-hmm. So once again, to have these guys, uh, Vince and Peter in particular, were singled out for their work on the pilot last year, uh, just reminds me, as my friend said, he goes, hey, uh, this is just a reminder for you not to get cute or get creative and just get your mark and say exactly what they've written for you, and <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny when I was when I was putting together, uh, just kind of prepping a little bit for our talk today. Uh, it's it's so, we, you know, because there's obviously a lot you can't speak about yet. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I want to ask him about the show, but I don't know what I kind of can't ask him. So I was like, oh, I'll just ask him if there's a time jump. And apparently, I'm not I'm not allowed to ask about that. So I mean, <laughs> out of the out of the gates, all of a sudden you're like, wow, this half hour is going to be a five minute interview. Dude, like, I fuck it. That'll be it. So. Story of my life. Within the first ten minutes, I fucked it all up and blew it. It's. <laughs> Here, let me let me ask you this. Maybe you can tell me this. So in the first season, we didn't get to see a lot of of Howard's story, and I know it's it's all about Saul and Jimmy and what have you. But do we do we will we get any glimpse into like more of the personal life and the background of uh, Howie Hamlin? Well, you know, by its nature, a second season gets to go ahead and start to grow the the roots of the tree a little bit more, you know, and mm-hmm. get the branches going. So I, that's a vague, like Wayne Dyer kind of way to say, it. you know, in life, life is like a tree. A television <laughs> show is like a push. Uh, but it, but it kind of is because, you know, uh, as much as everybody loves Saul and loves Jimmy, wants to find out what's going on. Now that we've established him and his world, uh, you know, we want to see more of his world growing around him and see what's going on. You know, and also, uh, you know, Mike and Jimmy are connected. We want to see how that continues on. Uh, you know, what's going on with Kim and Jimmy? Right, um, yeah. You know, as of last season, she was uh, really uh, basically the, the, the only the only lady in skirts walking around, and she certainly had a thing with Jimmy. You know, mm-hmm. they've got a connection going on, so we want to see where that goes, whether Jack and Diane sort of thing ends up, uh, or there's yeah. Sam and Diane. Jack and Diane. I always do the, It's John. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> You're sitting out the uh, yeah. Tasty Freeze. Yeah, listen to me. I'm trying to talk cool like I know <laughs> TV, and all I do is jump to an 83 song from Metcon <laughs> Cougar Mellencamp. That's okay. Dave Dave is, Dave is and Alex are actually working on a, a John Cougar Mellencamp cover band right now. That's right. Are you really? Yeah, they're putting the final pieces together. That's why they're at the studio. Yeah, it's called it's called oh, Life, Life Goes On. Oh, I thought it was called Cougars Forever. But that could have been mistaken. <laughs> you're get a different crowd, you know. Called, a fact, called, you're get a there's a difference crowd. in opinion they're between the two the of us. They're going to cover, and they're going to wonder what you two are doing on stage. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to call it Jack and Diane, actually. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's gonna oh, be a different name every week. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that way nobody knows where to see us. That's the idea. <laughs> like it's yeah. It's super undercover. You're super independent. Good for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's like so anti-establishment. There is like no establishment whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, you might say they follow anti-establishment. Oh, damn it. I was yeah, going to drop anti-disestablishmentarianism in the podcast. I wish you could have seen his face just now. Like when he wow, said that, he you know was like, he was so upset that he didn't know how to say that right at that moment. He is. You know what? We can pretend like you'd even try to say it, and then later on, find a place to feather it in, and we'll be impressed. We'll act like it's the first time. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Wow! Good one. word. Holy dude. cow! That's, that's like that's like Zoom Schwartz Perfigliano, right? That's a tough one. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> That. You are oh, much. Guess, who that, guess who's calling me right now? Who's that? Ray Seahorn. Oh, tell her we said hi. <laughs> Can you punch her in? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but I don't even see. What, what I'm loving about this is we are so far off the rails right now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm about I'm about to throw it more off the rails. Somehow there was, there was talk of a John Cougar Mellencamp tribute band that has no real name except for a different song title every week. <laughs> That's where this went to somehow. <laughs> And I'm I'm just happy that I could be a part of it. Really, I thank you for that. <laughs> that's what that's what we do, Alex. I'm not I'm not even sure if Pat's still on the phone. <laughs> he's probably listening. Yeah. Okay. What are these guys going to say yeah. when I'm not there? Well, he's probably talking to Ray because Alex. I don't know if you know, but we've actually had uh, Ray Seahorn who plays Kim Wexler on Better Call Saul. She was actually on her show, one of the first celebrity interviews that Dave and I did. Yeah, Dave mentioned that to me um, a a handful of months ago when he first kind of mentioned me he was doing a show with you. And uh, that was what he, that's kind of his introduction for me about how you guys were doing what you're doing here. And that was a really cool kind of story to to hear about because she's been really nice with you guys too, apparently, because Mm -hmm. you guys love her a lot. Yeah, you know what? Ray, uh, I guess we're waiting for Pat. The the beauty of Ray is uh, that her, her being willing to talk to us actually really opened up a lot of doors for Dave and I, because of course it kind of opened the doors to more of the cast for better call Saul. But, uh, those, you know, the cast members of that show taking their time to speak with two nobodies like us actually gave us clout to talk to some of the really awesome people that we've talked to on the nothing important podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense too. You know, when somebody like that is in that, that place in a show in the cast, you know, um, like you said, that's gotta be really great for you guys too. I mean, you guys are having fun doing this thing anyways, but when you get to get, you know, kind of a blast of exposure like that, that's gotta be wonderful. Yeah. And, and right. she, she uh, was part of the crew that bullied Patrick Fabian into coming on. With us too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The, the, the Twitter bully party. <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, I don't know if you heard Alex, but no, we were, we were trying to get Patrick Fabian on the first time. And I started up uh Twitter and tagged uh, Ray Seahorn and Julianne Emery. And said, hey, these nice ladies were on the show. Why aren't you? And then they kind of jumped on top of it. We're like, yeah, why aren't you on the show? You're too good for it. And then so we bullied Patrick into coming on. A little friendly ribbon to make some things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it appears uh, he, he is on the phone with her. So I think we're being Wexlered right now. Is, I guess <laughs> what I would call it. That's the name of the, uh, that's the episode name right there. We, we, we're being seahorned <laughs> in real life. We're, yeah, we're, we're not getting shoehorned. We're getting seahorned. That's when She's, you get pushed out right. of something. Sure. <laughs> she probably she's probably recording her own crappy podcast. <laughs> like, hey Patrick, I know you're supposed to talk to those two idiots from Chicago, but I also have a microphone and dozens of <laughs> listeners. <laughs> have you have you seen uh with Bob and David the new 
No, no, okay, I don't really want to see it. Right? It's, I'm gonna. I've it's seen on Netflix, right? Yeah, I've seen a bunch of them, and I'm gonna. I was gonna ask Patrick if he's seen it at all. What is that? <laughs> they rebooted. Oh, show. yes, you know, I did. I watched a couple episodes of that, but it was like late at night, so like I was mm-hmm. watching it and w- wasn't of sound mind. We'll just say uh, that. Yes. And. uh I just kind of passed out watching it. Oh, <laughs> but it was okay. We're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep this rolling. Patrick just uh, Patrick just texted me and he said I'm cut off and I blame Ray. Give me a call. So okay, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> this this is now uh, officially my favorite uh, my favorite episode <laughs> episode, yes. episode of whatever podcast we're gonna post this. Patrick, on. Hold on a second. The Let blessed me... <laughs> guest Fabian. Yeah. All right. So give me one second to try to call him back here. I'm going to be like, what the hell happened? By the way. All right. So now I'm calling Patrick back. Patrick. He's noodling around on something there. If there's musical instruments <laughs> okay, around give, time, me, we'll give me one second to merge you back on. Mm-hmm. Four hours. Gentlemen, he's back. Hello. <laughs> yeah, okay. For the record, first of all, uh, anti-disestablishment, I want to say that Ray Seahorn uh, was calling me as we were talking. And so I thought it was going to be cute and try and uh, patch her in. But I'm a moron when it comes to my iPhone, so I always cut her off. And then I, and I and I got on and I cut her off, and then I cut you off. Oh, and then nice. I checked her message that was nine seconds long, and it says she goes, she goes, okay, you're so busted. I heard you say, did I switch over? And then she clicks off. So I'm oh. coming with her. <laughs> And I imagine she's calling because she just sensed somewhere in Los Angeles I was talking about her and maybe not talking nice enough about her. So, uh. <laughs> me, me, Dave, and Alex had this theory going that she actually called you because she has her own crappy podcast going on and she wanted you as a guest. <laughs> Ray from the West Side. It could and be. then, and, and hey, about, how about that? Everyone in fandom wants to know, right? Uh, so Ray and I, yeah, we're friends. We talk to one another, even when we're not on set. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that is very making, nice. Well, it is. We're actually making uh, dinner plans to get together because, you know, once you spend a lot of time with one another and you're, uh, you know, in Albuquerque and hanging out and doing the whole set thing, it's that you do become a family, very much like the like a theater troupe or a band or any of that sort of thing. You, you become a family with shared experiences that only sort of, you know, that gang knows, you know, with all your in-jokes and all that sort of thing. And, and you get used to one another. It's funny how you get so vulnerable with people who you who are basically strangers, right? Right, right. You, know, well, you take me- years to get to know people, and then all of a sudden you're just thrown together with this person. You immediately sort of, as actors, you you trust one another. Right. Because you have to. You have to sort of, you have to absolutely trust them because you just, you know, it's so fraught with low self-esteem and and, and, and uh, com- combined with an over-bloated sense of self. <laughs> That you need somebody there who's working alongside of you who allows you to be all those things, you know, at the same time and sort of accepts that. And then you allow them to be that as well. And, you know, yeah, makes you, you two, little, two little wounded flowers together. That's what. Well, you know, you know, it might be a fun uh, tidbit to uh, to pass back to her when you when you talk to her. She was actually. Are you still there, everybody? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, no, I'm here. Ray has okay. called back. We're, we're, giving, back again. we're giving you attention. <laughs> Go ahead. No, sorry, my phone made weird made the weird uh we're no longer on noise. So I was just making sure. I also am not iPhone awesome, uh, Pat. <laughs> so, um, oh, right. I mean it it could do it, but I, I don't know how. So like yeah, like uh, this is what I tell Dave every time because I think we even hung up on you the first time we spoke, and I tell Dave every time, like the, the I see the icons, they make total sense. It's just for some reason something something happens between my brain and my finger 
where it just doesn't make the connection to the technology. It just it just I've, refuses to work. I have not dropped a call yet on this podcast. Let, can I, if I can ask you a question right. quickly, um, Patrick, this yeah. is Alex again. Um, but you, I, you were referring to the cast becoming like a family, which makes perfect sense because you do, you guys spend so much time together. Uh, but as yeah. a family, I have to assume that there's always like an uncle Tommy who like, that's, you know, it's the guy like, uh, yeah, nice. No, he's, he's our family. Oh no, we love him. It's cool. But like, do you ever get that? Like, and I you know, obviously don't, you don't have to mention anybody's name particularly, but just as no, an actor No, 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 I'm not going to say anything, Jonathan um, Banks. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, no, you know, uh, it, it, part of this cast is, um, and I use this term extremely loosely, we're all kind of adults. Um, <laughs> it's an older cast. There's nobody who's like, there's nobody who's like in their early 20s. Right. Who's just, you know, sort of like discovering it. And, you know, um, there's, there's different degrees, but we're all pretty experienced in a lot of ways. And so there's, there's none of that, but there's always, uh, you know, uh, cast wise, I wouldn't say there's ne- necessarily sort of, uh, the, the uncle Tommy, but mm. you know, in a crew of the size that it takes to create sure. that show, there are some characters and there are some people who are working some very long hours mm. and, um, they don't get a trailer to go to during lunch. And after you get about nine or 10 episodes into it, people start to get a little kooky. People start to get a little flaky. And, uh, you know, uh, there's no, uh, no one's been uh, asked to leave as far as I know. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, we're all going camping and it's great. We're all excited. And and everybody has their responsibilities. And then all of a sudden you get out to the woods, you realize like, Oh yeah, I totally forgot to bring the flashlight. Oh, I was in charge of the food. And so things can start to get a little chippy at some point. And when you're working really hard and working really long, you know, when everything's moving along and everyone's doing their part and doing their job, uh, it, it can be exhilarating and exhausting. But when things start to go awry, and they always do in any production, no matter how great it is, mm-hmm. and that's when you find out, like, the quality of people you're with and what's going on. Sure. And, uh, you, know, you know, nobody's throwing chairs in this, in this production, which is really cool, except Tom Schnauss. He, is he listening to this? Maybe Tommy is not listening to this. He's our executive <laughs> director and writer. <laughs> he, I'm going to go on a yes. limb. He would say, yes, I would love to throw a chair. I'll go on a limb and say that he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were, uh, what I, uh, man, now I'm lost. See, this is what I love about this. It's so off the rails. It's, it's oh, no, amazing. You were talking about iPhones, and I wanted to say, yeah. just, uh, just uh, keep this in your mind. When you get Ray on next time, um, yeah. You have to let me know in advance and text me because I want to call in when she's talking to you. Oh absolutely. yeah, totally, Absol- absolutely. <laughs> no, I just want to keep. I want to call, and I'm going to keep calling her until she answers the phone. <laughs> what? What? I, uh, so I'm, I'm already anticipating taking over Ray's interview, which will make her so happy. Awesome. I, I, I <laughs> Actually, Ray, you know she she chatted with us, and she was. Uh, I was just telling Alex when uh, when. You you were on the phone with her or got disconnected or whatever. I was just telling Alex what uh, Ray uh, actually means a lot to our podcast because she was the the first the first uh, cast member to to grant us an interview and actually talk with us and and she was so nice and so and so endearing and then uh, you know that kind of opened the doors for Julianne Emery which of course remember they bullied you into coming on the first time. And then true, they did. They they, they bitch slapped me in, and that's the good. I like the Twitter, that. The Twitter slap, right? Was <laughs> and, that what it was? Yeah, the, the, twi- the Twitter slap. Oh, the oh speaking slap. of Julianne, I want to I want to get this in real quick. You know, uh, there's the new DVD collector's edition that's coming out of uh, Better Call Saul season one, and on it is the Kettleman's commentary. Oh, nice! And really? They take and 
in character, Mr. and Mrs. Kettleman sit there and diagnose the entire episodes as Mr. Oh. and Mrs. Kettleman. That's awesome. It's a very <laughs> unique, yeah. That's a very unique thing to do as a, you know, a bonus feature to something. Yeah. That's oh, absolutely. Really cool. And, and cool. honestly, I mean, it's the sort of thing, if you're going to watch it again and watch them, but they're so, they're so talented and so good. Um, I'm so, I'm very, very excited. I actually, I actually ordered mine today. <laughs> on, the off, on the off chance, on the off chance that Sony overlooks looks at the, uh, the cast <laughs> this Christmas, this, you guys well, want and you know you laugh, but that that stuff kind of happens. Yeah, like, hey, thanks, and they'll fly out, and they'll be like, "We love you," and they'll take pictures, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, no, we're not sending you a DVD, but we'll give you a discount." You know, that sort of thing. That's a prior re- well, mail-in rebate for the company web store. <laughs> Has coupon the company code. web store. I'm like, no, it's good. They're like, sorry, it's only good until January first. But I'm on the show. <laughs> Well, come back come back when you're a regular on scandal see ya <laughs> <laughs> well that's great because when we had uh julianne on um we, we talked about that how they they were so into those characters and made those characters so real that that could be a web series i i was like fitting them the idea i'm like you guys should just record yourselves and put it on youtube of of the kettleman's just out and about and like an everyday situations like at the post office or the drive through at McDonald's. Knowing Julianne Emery and, and how uh, dedicated she is and what a go-getter she is, I'm surprised it's not already, already out there. I really am. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, Patrick, man, thanks so much for coming on the show I'm, and uh, wasting a half an hour of your life with us. We totally appreciate it. It's already been a half an hour? Oh, my gosh. Let me end with a shameless plug. Shameless plugs that get the DVD for uh, for Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, if you don't get it for Christmas, get it for St. Patrick's Day. Um, right. I think Netflix is dropping it, uh, the entire episodes, on uh, in January sometime. Uh, season two begins February 15th. Follow me at Patrick Fabian on Twitter, Mr. Patrick Fabian on Instagram and, and, and what else? Oh, and that Ray Seahorn, she's fantastic. She's got, she's, you're going to love the stuff that she's got coming up this season. You're going to love what Jimmy's got coming up this season. I think if you, here's the one thing I can tell you for sure. I will, I will tell you for sure about season two. Howard Hamlin will still be the best dressed man on Better Call Saul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Patrick, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, like yes, I said, wow. offer offer for pizza is is always up, and we, we hope we get to talk to you again soon, my friend. Nice Robert, to talk with you. You guys take care. Happy holidays to you, all right? All right, you too, Pat. Just as for all. Bye. You heard me. You better call